This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Hey, history fans, it is December 4th. Welcome in to This Day in History on lineupmedia.fm. Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian with you as we bring you the events that have occurred throughout the annals of time on the 4th of December. Of course, we're brought to you by Amazon.com and Audible.com whenever you have Need for a recommendation, and Armand has plenty of them, folks. We will tell you where to go and how to get it at thisdayinhistorypodcast.com, our website. You can click the Amazon or the Audible banner and pick up whatever Armand or I tell you to go grab. And if you would do so, we appreciate it. It helps keep this presentation on the air. Armand, three weeks till Christmas. Uh December 4th, three weeks till Christmas. How about Hanukkah? Uh, when is it this year? I don't know. Let's ask our Jewish friends. Andrew? Drusus? Uh, I believe it's on the 15th. 15th is this Jewish? year. No, not Jewish. No. Well, then how the hell would you know? He's, he's young and in touch with everything. That's that's how. That's how. That's why. Yeah, we, how about the Kwanzaa Festival? Have to celebrate Does that, that start too. on the 26th? I don't know. Hey, can you explain something about a holiday for me? Uh, day after Christmas, Boxing Day, yeah. Canada, United Kingdom. Right. Uh, what's the boxing? I don't know. Is it, is I'll it, look it up. I assume it's, I don't know. I thought it was some kind of return day or something, but send it back in a box. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah, because they've always had soccer or football matches on the day uh, to go to. So it's it's oh, definitely good. a, you know, sort of a sort of a working man's day off. Maybe maybe they had all sorts of boxing matches. Then I'm against it. Back in the day. Yeah, you know, I know. You want people to work 18 hours a day. That's right. 22 hours Because people want to work 18 hours a day. Well, See, Armand, I, didn't, I didn't leave the office all weekend. Armand has figured out, folks, that the only way to really get rich is to profit off the labor of other people. Uh, and uh, That's absolutely untrue. Yeah, it's absolute, that's Marxian that's, bullshit. It's absolutely true. The way to get rich is to make a product that people want. That's all. Yeah, Very and, simple. And or Profit off the labor of the people right, making the product. That's yes. right, Mr. Engels. Yeah, yes, right. yes, yes. Or if you want to really be simple, you just get friendly with... Uh, you know the government. Mm. Uh, as a well, if you want to make a, a lot of money, as I've told you, you and I should do form a religion. Uh, Take the L. Ron I Hubbard don't care playbook. About the money, as long as it's religion. Oh, that's tax-free money, Armand. Nudity and uh, perversion of women. That's I'll take that in, in lieu of in lieu of money. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it out in trade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think you'll do very well these days, Armand. No, that's why I don't start a religion. I think you're in a bygone era. All right, where do we begin on this day in history? Armand, I have 1259. Well, yeah. The patron saint of the city of St. Louis, Missouri, goes by Louis IX. Uh, he and Henry III of England get together on a little treaty. That treaty is called the Treaty of Paris. What does the uh, what do the French get? Well, old Henry renounces his claims to the French-controlled territory on continental Europe and uh, including Normandy. In exchange, uh, Louis withdraws his support for the English rebels. Uh, that's not exactly true. I think uh, we, uh, we being the English, still had Aquitaine and Gascony, and uh, although they had to swear fealty to Louis, which uh, that's not going to work. This is, just a, this is just a little delay before the Hundred Years' War, because England is no way they're, gonna, they're going to uh, cede their colonies in uh, France. So in How much territory did they have at that point in France? Well, they had quite a bit of it. Normandy, and then Brittany. Uh, Is that the same as the modern Normandy, you know, the province? More or less. More or less, more or less. okay. Brittany, and then, like I said, Gascony, uh, Aquitaine, which is probably the, the uh, most uh, fertile. And, yeah, but uh, they the didn't best. get the good ones, like Champagne well, and Aquitaine Bordeaux and Burgundy. Aquitaine is better? That's where the drunks go. Yeah, oh, that's for me. the richest province in, in Europe, supposedly. Oh. Haven't you read Lion in Winter? That's what the whole fight was about. That's true. Uh, anyway, that uh, this all started with uh, 50 years before with Philip II and King John. They they were rowing and arguing over grousing and kvetching and 
I guess, 1337, beginning of the Hundred Years' War. And well, this is 1259, yeah. so though. So we still got a ways so to go. Yeah, nothing working not, up to it. Yeah, temporary. Uh, How much of this shaped modern Europe? Nothing. Or, nothing? Like I said, or, it's just a temporary ceasefire till the English invaded in 1337. And then they fought for 116 years. Well, you get Henry uh, to renounce those claims and all that French I think the land. last one, we went over that. The first, last uh, last English uh, colony was Calais, and uh, I think uh, Mary Tudor lost that one. So that was it. And that was not, like counting 15, the chan- 40s. not counting the Channel Islands. Well, yeah, they get those. Jersey, Guernsey, yeah. Sark. What's the other one? There's another one, too. Who the hell wants those? You can have them. Okay, so rocks this, this, the, really, this really did nothing. Rocks in the channel. Yeah. I debated as to whether or not to put it on, but you're such a historian on Well, yeah, on it's better than the next one. Uh, just a quick one. Uh, 1674, uh, if you ever wondered, why is Chicago where it's located? It, it kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense right off the bat. You know, it's why just, it? well, it's just it's on the side of a lake. Yeah, well, that's a big deal. Well, the Great Lakes. Father James, there's a river over Father there. Father Jacques Marquette, he found a founded a mission right on the shores of Lake Michigan. Set it up, gonna do his ministry to the Indians. That'd be the Illiniwek Indians. All right, Fort Dearborn. Yep, Fort Dearborn grows out of that mission. The city of Chicago grows henceforth from there. So there you have it, 1674. And, and this is Chicago, be- of course. Oh, one of the goes, ro- goes to New Orleans. Every- one, of, one of the world class cities. Woody Guthrie song ever. Yeah, the city of New Orleans uh, leaves Chicago, goes yeah. overnight, and you arrive in New Orleans Does the still next do morning. That, I guess it's always I late. Don't I don't know, know if Amtrak has a running city of uh, New Orleans. Let me see. Am- let me. I'm a- that's a great question because you know what? We don't take. Train. I used to take that when I was in podiatry school. It was always late. The city of New Orleans. Well, actually, it wasn't late for me because it left on time. But by the time we got to New Orleans, I'll bet it. You know, if they were within five, six hours, they were on time. We need Mussolini for that. It says it still operates. Yes, all right. Amtrak. So's, uh, I know the, uh, what's that? Uh, Chicago to New Orleans the overnight. Ann Rutledge, you can take that one too. St. Louis to Chicago. St. Louis to Chicago? Yeah, the Ann Rutledge. Yeah, yeah, no, city of New Orleans. The yeah, Still, it's not, of course, painted up neat, but. Did you see Elon Musk is going to put a, a roadster on Mars? Is he really? <laughs> okay. No people, just a car. Yeah, okay. That's that <laughs> guy's. You gotta love him. You gotta I love know. him. Though. I, just, I don't have a problem with the so guy. We fun. subsidize him a lot, so I, well, I don't like okay, that. yeah. I don't yeah. know if anybody buy a Tesla if it yeah. wasn't subsidized. Uh, well, what? Oh, for your for government subsidies? No, of cars. not Armand. Well, just, what's can, the problem? Let's just do the history. Um, That's history in the so, making. So Marquette and Joliet, they're they're gonna set off on their little venture yeah, down to Illinois. Deal. There you have it. Uh, Seventeen ninety one, first Sunday newspaper in the world. The uh, honor goes to The Observer, published out of, of course, London, England. 1861, Jefferson Davis, Alexander H. Stevens, elected president and vice president of the Confederate States. By those states, 109 electors. Right. And then, of course, Jefferson Davis was the uh, son-in-law of Zachary Taylor, president of the United States. I, I always get people with that trivia question. Good one. Yep. It's a good one. Uh, now. Here's one for our friends at Surreal yeah, I don't Talk. I you can figure this one out. I don't think anyone ever has, have they? 1872, this is the date that uh, the ship Mary Celeste is found by the Canadian ship De Gracia. Latin for, free God? Latin for, yeah, God is free or free God. Uh, the ship had been abandoned for nine days but was only slightly damaged when the Canadian ship pulls up to the Mary Celeste. There's nobody on board. It's just out there in the ocean drifting. Yeah, well, it was carrying denatured alcohol, which is, I don't know, I guess the fumes are poisonous. I'm not sure. Uh, so no. the crew has never been found. The passenger, right. well, no probably, one's ever been found. Yeah. I guess they didn't have the, you know, the lifeboats. So. Would they do? All jump overboard? No, they took the lifeboat. I don't think they found the lifeboats on the ship. I think they evacuated, and then God only knows what happened. Yeah, then there. they probably got swept Could away. a squid, an earthquake. You know, methane bubbles like the uh, like the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. Triangle, right? Got to be pretty spooky though to find an empty boat mm-hmm. out in the middle of the ocean. Extraterrestrials? Nah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Nah, write a movie script about Not it. Not in 1872. They don't. They don't seem to come around until the 20th century. Could have been uh, Silesian pirates. No. Mm-hmm. Or uh, mm-hmm. no. 
Maybe it was uh, Blackbeard. Maybe it was the pirates from uh, Somali pirates. S- Somali or what was that? Captain Libyan Phillips pirates. Or yeah, yeah Captain Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> Where was he? Well, he was on the big tanker. And where was Captain Quig? Yeah, he was, was a mutiny. Yeah, there was Van Johnson and Fred McMurray. That's yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were playing. I watched Red River. Speaking of mutinies this oh. weekend. Because yeah. he had a little mutiny on a cattle drive. That's kind of what it was. It was mutiny on the bounty. Yeah, basically yeah, on basically a Basically told on the cattle drive. Right. I'm going to hang you. No, you ain't. Buzz of Montgomery. Yeah, cherry. Yeah, he, he toughened up there. 1875, this is the date Boss Tweed, the uh, notorious New York City politician, escapes from prison, makes his way to Spain, Armand, where he's later recaptured. Well, yeah, I don't know if he should go to Spain, man. I don't know. Argentina or something. Yeah, go... Go someplace without any really yeah. formal extradition. Come on, man. you got to think that through, son. I guess that's where his connections. Yeah. 1909, the oldest surviving professional hockey franchise. Good trivia question. I, I think I'd guess that one. Um, surviving being the key word. There are older ones, oh, but yeah. surviving being the oldest key word. hockey franchise extant. Mm-hmm. That honor is goes to the... Uh, National Hockey Association. What's Char- with the H on there? Is that hockey? No. What's it for? You Habs? Or is it the Habs? Habs. Habs. With yeah. a B. Hey, who cares? The ca- but that's what it is. Yeah, no, Habs. it's Le Habitant. Yeah. The livers. Le Habitant. Yeah. So Habs. Yeah. H-A-B. That's right, why there is an H in the middle of the C in their logo. Right. Like so the you, U for Miami. So you get the Canadians for the C. Okay. And then you get the H for the French. All right, you answered the Le question. Don't, don't beat it to death. You don't even know much about Montreal, do you? What a great city. Oh, God. They speak French? Yes, they do. <laughs> okay. Okay, there yeah. you go. You don't know Guy Lafleur? Guy Lafleur. No, I don't. Rocket Richard. Rocket Richard. No. Come on. Well, if you named Rocket Richard, you know a little something. What was that line? That, that, was that Richard's line? What was that? We went over it that one time. Who was on that well, line? Well, no, the production line's out of Detroit. No, no, not the production line. And then Chicago had another Maurice line. Maurice Richard had a, there was something about their line. All right, go ahead. The what the famous Canadians line? Yeah, okay, hold on, let me see here. Let me see. Well, here. I mean, you you continue, and I'll look at. All right, go ahead. What's next? Oh, <laughs> President Wilson sails for the uh, World War One peace talks in Versailles. Unfortunately, he didn't drown on the way. Becoming the first U.S. president to travel to Europe and make a fool of himself. No, just the first U.S. Pres- president office. to travel to Europe while in office. That was a surprise that it took as long as Wilson to get a sitting U.S. president making no, a, no a European to. visit. Before the stupid war, we had nothing to do with the Europeans except trade, which mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Now we have to go fight with them. We've been fighting ever since because of this jackass. He kept us out of the war. That's why I voted for him. That that God, so, I hate that guy. Uh, you've made it well known over over the course of the year. <laughs> well, on this even show. you hate him, but you hate him for different reasons. I mean, uh, you know, his racism is the least of his deficiencies. And this is supposedly the smartest president we've ever had. Hey, brains won't save you, dude. You can be as yeah, smart as edu- you want. Brains, education, brains, brains will not save you. All right, uh, and one more before uh, two more. Actually, uh, oh boy, Armand, here's yeah, some another good. something else I hate, and it's well, not Tito. Uh, in in 1943, uh, the Yugoslavian resistance leader, uh, Field Marshal. Yeah, I mean this guy, at least, Joseph Bros Tito. Bros, yeah, uh, proclaims a provisional democratic Yugoslav government in exile. It's a good thing that he did. He basically kept the Soviets out of Yugoslavia. This guy had balls. I'm he did you. have balls. Well, well, guys in Bulgaria, he the Nazis and the commies. He sure did. Uh, Bulgaria, Hungary, Poland—they uh, all fell by well, the don't way. Don't give so, too much credit. He's still a dictator. They were stupid. Oh no, he is. Pretty, pretty heavy-handed. But there's a couple things to note. One, he kept the Soviets out. Two, he kept all those Balkan states together. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know either. Look, that's but what hold led on. to what we had later. And about 10 years after his death, it all unraveled. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. These, that's what you get when you... My relatives in Yugoslavia were right. always spoke well of Tito. Oh. They did. Okay. Maybe because they had to. I don't know. My relatives in Armenia did too, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, because he's not their leader. Yeah, the guy's a dictator. Uh, I remember my aunt Anyway, like I said, the point is, is it best to keep these countries together or balkanize them? I say balkanize them because you're looking for trouble. Whenever. With a forced or a marriage? Yeah. I don't think he had a choice. I think he had to do what he had to do, and 
as soon as he was gone. And I remember older relatives of mine saying, once Tito's gone, this is going to be bad. And it took about 10 years, and whoa, was it bad. See, I don't think they ever envisioned it like that, Armand, that genocides no, would be going they, on. Well, it was. But, this is where the powder keg that started World War I. So anybody thinks that 75 years later, there's not going to be a big problem. I mean, these are ethnic I know. Muslims. You got everything in there. There's, it's a bull, it's not, it is a bullion base of ethnicity. Well, I wouldn't call it that. It pretty it, much is, dude. I'd call it a, uh, what, what's the term? Uh, a Salmagundi. A Salmagundi? Yeah, there you go. That's wow. what it is. Okay. I'm going to look that up. So my love uh, that word. Yeah, yeah, my grandmother being of somewhat. I had a character in one of my screenplays, Salmagundi. Yeah, Yugoslavian yeah, background. What the hell it meant. Um, identifying as a Serb. She'd never say anything bad about anyone. Unless you brought up a Croatian, Armand, oh. then it wasn't good. Listen, I had a buddy that was a Syrian doctor, great doctor, mm-hmm. great guy. Boy, mm-hmm. you bring up Jews? Oh, wow. Step back. Yeah. yeah. Those... <laughs> Couldn't figure that one out. And Man. the guy's a doctor. How do you walk into a hospital? I know. Right? Yeah, Hippocratic Oath. you kill them all? Right. Well, all the doctors there were Jewish. Yeah. Boy, this guy. That's, yeah. Uh, so, these, anyway, these, it's, it's these divisions run so deep. Yep. Another one for Armand here. 1943, FDR closes down the WPA. That's the World's oh, Progress Administration. Jeez, oh, I wish we still had that. Because, well, during the yeah, war. because he drafted everybody that he had in there. There's enough wartime employment in the United States that this isn't needed. In fact, the factories are full of, uh, of rosy riveters right. making our airplanes, tanks, and everything else. Salmagundi is a salad dish originating in the early 17th century in England, comprising cooked meat, seafood, vegetables, fruit, leaves, nuts, and flour. Flowers? Jesus Christ. Yeah. And dressed with oil, vinegar, and spices. That's why well, that, it's okay. a salmagundi. Is Mix it all in yeah, there. It's, and it's, it's another name for uh, that's why a melange. Said, that's why I said bouillabaisse. Uh, bouillabaisse is... Well, you get a mixture, don't you? Isn't am, I fish using, stew? am I using? Am I using that wrong? Wasn't that in Gilligan's Island? A bouillabaisse? base? Yeah, oh, I'm sure it was. Thurston Howell made it. It tastes oh. like f- fish stew. Yeah. it's French. What does it mean? Uh, fish, fish stew. stew. Uh, I think what Colonel, the 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 soldiers are complaining that the vichy tastes like potato soup. <laughs> isn't that cold too? It's supposed <laughs> yes. to be cold. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, it is potato soup. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember Archie Bunker was. They made it for Archie. Hey, go heat that up, Edith. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Lorenzo made him pull your base. <laughs> go, go, go. 1945. This is the date uh, that the or United States yeah, the United States right. Senate decides. You know what? Participating in the United Nations, we'll do that. A vote of 65 to seven takes the day. The UN was then established. Uh, yeah. The UN had been established about a about a month and a couple weeks prior, back on October the 24th, 1945. Gee, I'm, I'm so I'm so happy. Not all, all right. You got to join them, but you got to house them, and you got to have all their stupid envoys and all their damn uh, the embassies. Why, why do we have to put up with these guys? Put them in the Azores or on an island somewhere. Well, a nice Caribbean. Them and their two thousand dollars in parking tickets, you know, and all that shit that they'll never pay. Scoff laws. Right. Very good. Out Ban- there, bandits parking on the what? What avenue is that on? Uh, it's on the east side, isn't it? Or is it on the west side? What? You know, I've never where, where, I've never where, where, seen the UN building oh God, in New York yeah, City. It's, where it's is it? It's in Oyster Bay. It's right? in Oyster yeah, Bay? I don't know where it faces. I, I guess I don't know. It's, it's not Avenue of River? It's not Avenue of the Americas. No. No. It's That's on, Los Angeles, isn't it? No. Avenue of Americas is Sixth Avenue, dummy. Oh, Los Angeles. Faces the East River, huh? Okay. I don't know where it is. It's, it's all right. It's all, you know, go watch North by Northwest. Oh, yeah, that's true. Although they didn't let him shoot in there. All right. Let's see who was born on this date as we're halfway through the events. Uh, Armand, I don't open up until 1795. Yeah, I know this guy, Thomas Carlyle. I love, I love, uh, he's got the, because he, the guy that called economics the dismal science. Boy, was he right. <laughs> God, I love he is this guy, right. Scottish philosopher, Sartorius Sartus. I've never read it, but it's supposed to be pretty good. I'm not into philosophy. But I, he's got a, I got a quote by him that I like. Okay. And this is something you should listen to. A man lives by believing in something, not by debating and arguing about many things. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. We argue and debate. We shouldn't be doing that. We should just believe. I believe. Believe what I believe and you'll be all right. Yeah, there you go. I believe in economic capitalism. I believe in freedom. Mm-hmm. I believe in limited government. That's mm-hmm. it. All the rest is bullshit. Yeah, I think most Americans are with you, Armand. I don't know about that. Well, see, that's your you make these assumptions. Just... Well, you think Chuck Schumer believes that, that? That's his philosophy on government. 
or Nancy Pelosi or Dianne Feinstein. Why don't you write them a letter? Well, I'm just asking. You really think that? I'm asking you. I don't know of any politician that believes in limited government. Oh, I, I don't know about that. No, politician. Right. I know. They all love it. I'm, I'm Gives them sure something to do. I, I, I'd say the majority do, both parties, but not all. Yeah, maybe you find a few exceptions. I don't think so, though. I think they're few and far between. Oh, I don't know about that. First thing they're they just do. drowned out by the First rest. thing they do, start their re-election campaign Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's then, not... they, then they love it, and then they love government. Well, so they can believe in limited government, but want to get re-elected. If you want to, if you want to have limited government, give incentive for limited government. Well, I agree. Well, if you want to have limited government, have term limits. But you're never going to get that, unfortunately. No, I don't think you're ever going to get that either. But that's something else we were talking about. You want to balkanize the country. That's what you. What What would be so hard about saying Tony Hubert is a uh-huh. citizen of the Confederate States of the United States? You will be taxed under their auspices. You will be governed by their auspices, no matter where you live. Right. In this day and age, with the the internet and everything, and, and all uh, drones, and you know, do we need states? Do we need a country? Right. You just pick which country you, you may, want to live under. I think there's an interesting argument for the state lines in the next coming hundred years. I think are going to get really blurry. I don't know if we need them. Well, that's you live where you want to live, even though not where you because, physically live. Because I think so many people, if a couple of these travel innovations are are really workable. Such as? Well, such as the hyperlink. You're, you, I know, but you, you could still live, have to have a how. I mean, well, yeah, I, I agree. I should have a residence. But Armand, your house could be in the middle of Kansas, and you could be working in Indiana because your commute to work is down to 45 minutes. That really blurs the lines. Well, that's what you're saying then. then I mean, why even do it now, though? Okay. This is just some nebulous idea that Tony lives in Missouri, as we were talking about. Yeah. Big yeah. deal. You yeah. work in Illinois. You live in Missouri. What if you're a citizen of the United States? Mm-hmm. That's all completely arbitrary. I live in the office. Where do I live? Nowhere. The man without a country, Armand Kachikian. Right. The man without a home. The man without a home. Right. He's homeless, technically. Okay. Right. So you're the why rich- should I pay taxes to Illinois? You're the richest homeless person I've ever met. Oh, I wish, I, wish no, you, I, I had all the money I, you think I have. I think I can make that claim. Really? I think you are the richest homeless Where person you I've in ever met. 2008 when I lost half a million bucks. You know, I'm just going to tell you right now. I know. As, it's if, su- as if I made hey, it all back. Hey, it sucked. I well, I feel your pain. I'm not a, I'm but you saying, love I wish I had that money. You love capitalism. That's I'm not one, complaining. That's one of the downsides, unfortunately, of capitalism. Right. I'm just saying you overestimate my worth by, by several times. No, you you overestimate how many homeless people I've met. I'm now there there is a game my sister. Now there is a game out in LA that, that my daughter plays when they go through certain areas of town. Because they're so hipstery, it, it, the game is homeless or millionaire. Because oh, you can't, you can't, just yeah, can't. Right. I'll tell you what, there was one in Hollywood. I remember my friend and I used to go, and this gal was hot, man. I mean, re- look at that movie star, yeah. homeless. Had the sign and everything. It's like, geez, I'll take you home. Yeah, jeez, I got a home for you. You're if doing, I had a home, I'd put her in it. You're doing something wrong. Damn. Good I mean, even the homeless people are beautiful out there. All right, where do we go? Oh, yeah, Thomas Carlyle. That started all, all right, this. Right, 1892. Right. Well, you talk about a guy who doesn't believe in term limits. Here's one. Happy birthday, Francisco Franco, oh, yeah. the Spanish general and politician. Boy, Chevy Chase made a career off this guy. <sighs> Died in 1975, and that's when he gave up his office. 1975. 1875. Mm-hmm. Rainer Rilke. This guy's one of those screwy, uh, you know, long-haired German poets, even though he wrote in French, which is two reasons to hate him. Uh, the New Age guys love him. Him and Rumi, the uh, huh. the uh, Persian guy, and the other uh, Khalil Gibran. You know the, yeah. the bald headed guys try to sell you at the airport. Oh, they're the, all the in, Harry Krishnas. Yeah, yeah, they're all in this in this kind of you know. You know, you don't age, see the you don't see the Krishnas anymore at the airports. Whatever they happened? banned? Maybe that'd be banned. Whatever I mean. happened to all that stuff from the seventies and early eighties? You go to the airport and people would be yeah, handing yeah. out everything. Hit you with a tambourine. There's nothing know. now. I don't know. We used to have him at Wash U, man. You're a big pain in the Where's ass. Where's the entertainment? This guy wrote Sonnets to Orpheus. I guess I ought to read it. No. I don't, I'm not Sonnets into, to Orpheus. Yeah, German poetry in French. I don't know. But Rainer Rilke. Apparently, he was quite influential. Okay. But uh, not to me. 1912. Uh, this gentleman was born, which uh, in turn gave us this classic TV show. <laughs> yeah. Highly romanticized version. Away. 
Yeah, Mike Post at his best. Let's see, who was in that? Listen to this TV theme, boy. We've heard it. I know, but Pappy Boyington, happy birthday. Robert Conrad. No, Pappy well, Boyington. That's whose birthday John it is. John Roquette before he was oh, in Night yeah. Court. Dana yeah. Elker. Simon Oakland. What's his name? Oh. McGinley, that guy. God, was this great 70s TV. TJ. Look at all those Corsairs, Armand. Yeah, well, that's your favorite plane. I love I'd the Corsair. Rather, I'd much rather be in a Mustang. You said Dana Elkar? Dana Elkar, yeah. yeah. He was a uh, James Whitmore. James Whitmore Jr. Jr., sorry. Dirk Jr. Blocker, another, uh, yeah, Dan Blocker's uh, son. Uh, yeah. James Whitmore was only in, like, the first season. He was a uh, gutterman. Anyway, apparently these guys were depicted as these rowdy drunks and, you know, getting in fights and everything, and they weren't that way. Even though Pappy, Pappy attributes being, uh, you know, shot down by the Japanese to saving his life because he had to go off alcohol for like 18 months. Oh, well. Yeah, and that, that's what he needed because he was a real boozer. That'll do it. And he had a couple of bad divorces. After the war, he was broke. He was, you know, even though he went on bond tours and stuff like that, but... Well, it Pappy did. would win the Medal of Honor. Oh, yeah, and, 24 uh, kills. I mean, uh, uh, apparently the guy was totally fearless. I mean, even the guys go, this guy's nuts. He'd go after entire squadrons on his own. Isn't this the wing of the Marine Air Corps, though? Yeah, they, VMF-214. They, they, I know, but they got to know the Japanese pilots so well just by well, sight. You know, because Japanese didn't rotate. They just kept their pilots going until they yeah, were well, shot down. Yeah, right. But, you yeah, know, they all look alike, though. How are you going to tell the difference? The planes <laughs> don't all look alike. They all have the little different things. Well, sure. You got Betty's, Kate's, Zeros. No, no, no. Even the Zeros. Say you faced a squadron of Zeros. You know, there's different numbers, different. I don't know about that. I yeah, mean, there is. The, guy, the guy had been fighting him since like 1940. He was with the, uh, you know, he was with uh, Chenault. Yeah, he was with Claire uh, Chenault, flying tigers. Right, right. He was in the tigers. Although um, you missed 1910. Okay. Uh, Alex North, great composer, didn't okay. do a whole hell of a lot of movies. I unfortunately, Spartacus is a great one. The one with Kirk Douglas. Yeah. That mu- music. Uh, Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? That was a good one. Uh, I don't think he ever won the Academy Award. He got nominated a couple times, I think. But uh, and then uh, Cleopatra, The Misfits. Uh, oh, and one of your favorites, Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah, he good did that stuff. Music. So good stuff. Alex North, a hell of a hell. Well, of he a got closer. on a roll there in the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, but he only oh, didn't yeah. do that many films. Not yeah. like like you know Alfred Newman doing like twenty That's a year. True. That's true. Nineteen twenty three. Oh. Charles Keating is born, the lawyer and financier. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with this guy, to tell you the truth. I don't, I, I've looked into what this guy did, supposedly, and didn't do, and you know the SNL stuff. Did he cause the SNL? No. I, I, not that I can think. I can th- he didn't do anything illegal that I know of. I, didn't, I don't mean SNL and Saturday I mean savings and loan. Yeah, savings and loan of fame. I don't know. I've read about it, and, you know, from what I gather, he was given, you know, who was Milk? Was it Milk and the Junk Bond King? He yes. I don't know if I, he did yes. anything really illegal either. But somebody has to be blamed. We were talking about losses. Mm-hmm. At least I didn't blame anybody but myself. So, I don't know. What are we going to do? What are you going to do? Why don't you hold on to all those stocks and just let them recuperate? Why'd you sell off? Well, because I got panicked. That's why. Uh, don't panic. Not that they're any on. better. I sold G at 15. What's it, what is today? 1790? How yeah, much am I going to make? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, ten thousand shares I had, or whatever. Right. Okay, times two bucks, twenty yeah. grand. Pfft. Yeah, what's that? It what's was at, that? It was at sixty. Well, you could put a down payment on a house for yourself. Well, that's what you could do. Pfft. Yeah, twenty. I got. I got that. Nineteen thirty-three. Wink. It was at sixty. It was six hundred thousand dollars. Gentlemen by the nothing. Yeah, gentlemen by the name of uh, well, oh. let's take a listen. Oh yeah. Here. Oh yeah. One of the few guys whose show I haven't been on. See, you talked over the thing, Armand Harris, Wink Martindale. This guy's a quintessential game show. You know, vacuous, good-looking, kind of dopey. Oh, he's got a nice hair, though. Yeah, God. but he wasn't the original Tic Tac, though. No, that the, the Yeah, one. this is the remake or whatever. Yeah, the, the this retread, is the one I could find. Redo. Who was the best game show host in the great game show host era of the 70s? Well, I guess. Oh, the well. I don't I mean. I'm, I most people would go with Trebek. I like Art Fleming myself. I thought he was oh, great. Yeah. Great on Jeopardy. Yeah. And the guy that did Who What Where was pretty good too. Uh, God, who was his name? What about show. Peter Tamarkin and the, who was the guy from him. the Match Game? 
Oh, Gene Rayburn? Oh, yeah, well, Gene I'll Rayburn. that a game show. I mean, come on. It was kind of a game show. You ask questions. I he mean, had a long, skinny mic. Jack Barry. Yeah. You know, he was 21, of course. Yeah, yeah. And Joker's Wild. I like Joker's Wild. Yeah. That was a good one. I like Joker's Wild, Card Sharks. Uh, My sister was on. Higher than an eight. That was always the worst. Richard Dawson. Uh, I, I didn't like the feud. Yeah, well, we were on that, too. I just used to uh, – is the Kabinjians? Or, or is the Kachigians? Kabinjians. Yes, that's correct. Huh. You got that on YouTube? Mm, I don't know. Oh, boy. 1984. Good luck. Oh, Check boy. the archives. All right. I'm going to have to look And here's that. the thing. We got, we got uh, preempted when we were supposed to be on because it was the night of – Ronald Reagan's election, hey! 1984, which I don't mind being preempted. No, for that. that's that's, uh, that's. So then I think they put us on like on a Saturday, like two in the morning. Ah, uh, that's no good. Nobody saw it, ain't which is okay because we lost. <sighs> All right, suckers. Mm. 1937, Max Bear Jr. Jethro, Jethro from Beverly Hills Hillbillies, or otherwise known by his uh, stage name, right? Beef Jerky. Beef Jerky. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Dude's had a good life, yeah. though. Come hey, on, man. Hey, Uncle he's, had, he's, he's had a good he's life. He's waiting for a tip. Right. Plant your corn early this year. 1949, uh, a guy who's become a really renowned actor. But for me, Armand, I think this is what he'll be most famous for. Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Oh, wait, wait let, me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Uh, Are you employed, sir? I never got that movie. I got that. I like the bowling stuff, but other than that, I, didn't, I just didn't get it. I love it. I, I love the whole thing. I don't know that there's much to get. It's just a. Uh, I never thought it was funny. But Except the bo- for Goodman and the sequence know, and the Turturro. sequence with John Totoro as Jesus. Or Jesus, actually, because yeah, he pronounces whatever, right. it Jesus. Oh, my God. Brilliant. I like his brother better, I tell you. I like Bo. And his dad, Lloyd Bridges. I thought he was a good actor. You like uh, Bo? Why? Because the last picture show? No, I like – no, he was Jeff Bridges in last picture show. Oh, in he fact, was? That's, his, that's my favorite movie with him. Oh. And I, that and uh, Fabulous Baker Boys was pretty good. Don't get the big Lebowski. No. Huh. I mean, it's better than Blazing Saddles. Don't get me wrong. But. Oh, okay. Speaking of which, the Coen brothers, yes. uh, Frances McDormand. Yes, who is married to which one? Joel well, or Ethan? I don't, Ethan? I don't know. I don't know. She's married to She's one She's in of a them. good movie, that Three Billboards in Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. You seen it? You recommend? Uh, yeah. Okay, but uh, it's good. a little long. Drags a little bit. Had one slump plot too many, but pretty good. Now, here's a fun one. 1963. Sergei Bufka. Oh, yeah. Pole vaulter. The uh, great Ukrainian pole vaulter. Yeah, well, not really. Records. He didn't really pole vault for Ukraine. He pole vaulted for the Russia, Soviet yeah, Union. Right, yeah. hey, I remember he got over 19 feet. That yeah, was a big was, deal, man. Yeah, he was something. Uh, 1964, the lovely Marissa Tomei. Yeah, yeah. What, I like what she called. Uh, what was I guess cut some Vinny is my you know the one. She that's every. That's a better better movie, I think. Than what? Than Big Lebowski. Oh, you're. Yeah. Two different types of yeah. movies. Well, they're comedies. I laughed at this. I didn't really laugh at the Big Lebowski. Except the bowling stuff. This was funny all the way through. I Have you ever seen her in The Wrestler? Yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah she's looking pretty good. Wow. Looking better than Mickey Rourke, I'll tell you oh, that. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Won the best, uh, won, her, won an Academy yeah, Award right. for that. Best supporting actress. Yeah, yeah my cousin Vinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that little sequence where she talks about cars is really good. It's a trick question. Yeah, it's a bullshit it's question. It's a bullshit question. <laughs> He's got to show you, a dickhead. <laughs> would you answer that? What is that? Fred Gwynn, yeah, the judge, Fred Gwynn, yeah. Herman Munster. Would you answer the question? It's a bullshit question. No, I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fiance. What is it? Mona Lisa DeVito? Was right, that Mona Lisa something? Yeah, right. That was pretty good. The quintessential Long Island broad. Right. 11 come, <laughs> jumping out of the cabin, firing the shots. Yeah, that was a pretty funny movie, man. Oh, man, was she good in that. Damn. Uh, 1966, Fred Armisen, uh, SNL fame, also Portlandia, one of the biggest hipster shows ever. I hear the people in Portland hate that show. You, yeah, Armand, would have, you'd have no conception yeah, of it. Yeah, what, Portland, Maine? Uh, no, Oregon. Oh. And in 1969, gentleman by the name of Sean Carter is born. Happy birthday to my favorite 
rapper of all time. Oh, God. I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cat's gets closed. Basta, huh? Listen to this trash. Trash. God. Yeah, this being is, kind. This is art, Armon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're a, you try this. I've written it for one of my scripts. I wrote some rap. Oh, lyrics. did you? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ed, and you'll be dead. Is that is that Funnier. what you came up with? No, no. I I actually had a invented uh, hip hop stars called him Balderdash. Oh, I guess kind of a good name for yeah. Because he's bald, you know, and mm-hmm. Baldar Dash, mm-hmm. right? You know, well, that's that's it's kind of creative. Well, happy birthday, Jay Z. Yeah, nice melody there. Yeah, I'll be whistling that all day. Well, it's you. You got ninety nine problems, but you know, bitch ain't one. Yeah. Co-founded Rockefeller. Bad taste ain't another one. Co-founded Rockefeller Records. Married to Beyonce. Yeah, good for him. One of the uh, is he the guy that was a big pain in the ass? Got mad at somebody or whatever? Win a Grammy? No, that's. Oh. Uh, See, you lump. Yeah, yeah that, 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 know, they're all the that same. That was Kanye. No, they're not. That was Kanye. Oh. Got mad at Taylor Swift. Right. Can't. Uh-huh. Will one raspberry no, encompass none, them all? None. 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 Consider the Bronx cheer for the whole genre. All right. Back to the events. Uh, got a couple more events here. These yeah, are, these these are, are fun. stupid. No, they're fun. Uh, 1954, Burger King opens up I actually like in it. Miami. Now, here's the thing. I like a Whopper, man. I like a Whopper, too. Yep. Better than a quarter pounder. Oh, yeah. It's better? I, I don't know if it's better than Wendy's, though. Wendy's is damn good, especially the bacon double, uh, what is it, Baconator? Yeah, but they're more, how expensive is that? They're expensive. You get two for six bucks uh, on special days, Whoppers. Yeah, yeah. So you know what's I, got good is that, uh, what was that, Big Buford? That's a Hardee's? No, no. Uh, Rallies? Yeah, yeah. They still have those? Well, they used to. I don't know. I haven't had one in a long time, but it was pretty damn good. I got to tell you, I don't get how Burger King has been second fiddle to McDonald's when they literally have a better hamburger. Well, I don't know. They don't have a good brand, apparently. But That's they, the thing. They were bought out by uh, the guys in uh, the hockey players thing from Canada. Remember? Tim Hortons? Tim Horton bought Burger King. Oh. The old uh, tax inversion. Remember yes, Obama's yes. going crazy? Because, well, you know, one if you only tax them at 35%. They go to Canada. Well, but, duh. You didn't build that. And we wonder why the stock market is at 25000 This is an angry man, folks. Not anymore. This is Trump's an angry fixing man. It. And, you know, do you see Trump is going to uh, get rid of all those uh, the national monuments that uh, Obama and Clinton made just by basically fiat? Good. Yep. So we can drill, 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 baby. Yeah, so Burger King <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> see, there's a belief, see? No arguing and debating, just a belief. 1956, the Million Dollar Quartet I've gets together what for this all about? the one and only time down in Memphis, Tennessee at Sun Studios. Well, this is Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Jerry Perkins. Lee Lewis is a weak, weak link here. And Johnny Cash. Uh, well, you got a great singer, a piano guy. Two great guitarists who both can sing. Jerry Lee Lewis? No, that, Jerry Lee Lewis piano. Van Clyburn, if you want a pianist. Not a pederist. Well, he did marry a youngster. Yeah. 13, right? Well, Elvis also, I think Pris- old, yeah, Priscilla was 14 or 15 when, when he first oh, yeah, yeah. spied her. Guys. <laughs> Oh, God, if only I were Elvis. These guys. I'll even take Carl Perkins. Even, but even Jerry Lee Lewis said, Elvis, there's something wrong with that boy. What's wrong with him? Well, Jerry Lee Lewis said, said that. Yeah, about Elvis. I think I'd, okay. Something wrong with that boy. I think I'm pretty boy. normal then. I think you are too. Compared, this guy yeah. needs Anna Freud. But, I mean, those are huge names. Yeah, well. well Rock so music, who country was the music. Who infield? Eddie Collins. Mm. Frank Home Run Baker. Uh, God, who else was in there? Stuffy McGinnis, uh, who's the other one? There were four of them, obviously. The Million Dollar Infield for the A's, Philadelphia A's. Did I get three of them? I got to get away from the film. Yeah, get away from Jay Z, huh? Um, that's I got. I got McGinnis, Frank Home Run Baker, Eddie Collins. Who's the fourth one? 
You gotta be kidding. No, these sites are horrible to look this stuff up. Where do you go to? Did you go to Wikipedia? Yeah, just Google. Are they asking for money again? Well, they're always asking for money. See, it's all the stupid references to that movie. Which what I, movie? The Million Dollar Infield. There's a movie? Yes. 1982. Sure, it's got Bonnie Badia in it. Rob, what's it about? It's not about those guys, is uh, it? It's an amateur softball team. Oh, yeah. It's 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 not right, the truth. Whatever. Thing. What's next here? It's not the Grateful truth. Grateful Dead's first concert as the Grateful Dead. All right. Who, what were they before? Good who, trivia who question. Who cares? Oh, come on. Like 1969. This is the date that Fred Hampton and Mark Clark. Both Black Panthers, both shot and killed in Chicago during a raid by 14 uh, Chicago police officers. Hey, is that what's uh, that movie coming up? I thought I saw a trailer that looks, looks like that, I think. Catherine Bigelow did one called oh, Detroit. Yeah, that's it. Didn't it. It already came out? Yeah, it's already out. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't see it. It I don't have much of a run. I don't think it, it had much of a run either. Damn. No, okay, well, I was pretty Detroit, sure. I guess not around there. Matter of fact, Armand, it's already kind of advertised on my iTunes movies as. Wow, you know, kind of grab it for, really, for a rental. Yeah, Jeez. if they don't do well in the theaters, what it f- it, go, it goes right to digital. What an pretty op- pretty straight now. Op play. Mm-hmm. You know the other one. Oh, when we were talking about, is it out? I think it is out. Uh, All the money in the world. All the money in the world. Uh, the trailer I sent you the other day. I said it all. I saw it. This is about trailer. This is about the great uh, uh, kidnapping of the Getty grandchild, and uh, yeah, as Armand loves to tell the story. Uh, JP just uh, didn't want to pay the full amount. That's correct. <laughs> so there's a new movie on that. Okay, and, uh, I should have written that one. Honestly, it looks really good. Who's uh, in it? Any, who's the big one? All the money in the world. It's got a pretty good cast. And has that Meryl Streep one coming out? Uh, something about the, the the Post or the New York Times or something? Some lady? About it, She's uh, Helen Gurley Brown? Is yeah, that it? is that what it is? Okay, so all the money directed by Ridley Scott. That's mm-hmm. usually a good sign. Uh, Christopher Plummer, Mark Wahlberg, Christopher Mich- Plummer. Yeah, Jesus yeah, uh, Christ. Well, that guy's like ninety-eight years uh, old. You, uh, you again. You're not up on current events. What about him? Well, What's... he re- he replaced somebody. Oh, who? Spacey. That's what I thought, right? Well, she's forty years older than Spacey. Well, it doesn't That's matter. Weird. Yeah, Michelle Williams, uh, Timothy Hutton's in it. How about oh, that? Wow. Timothy Hutton. And now, he won the Academy Award. Ordinary People? Yeah, I think a Best Sporting Actor for that. Conrad. I, I liked my uh, uh, my favorite bodyguard. No. And, of course, the great Santini. He wasn't my Was bodyguard. he the great Santini? I don't think so. No? no he wasn't the kid. Got the wrong I guy? Was, I thought it was the same kid that was in Caddyshack was the son. Remember? Danny? Yeah. You thought Danny was? Wasn't he the son? Yeah. Robert Duvall was beating the crap out of him. Beating him at basketball? Let's see here. I think it was the same guy. Falcon and the Snowman, Ordinary. Oh, we're talking oh, about Tim Hutton? Taps? Yeah, we're talking about Tim yeah, Hutton. Yeah, yeah, he was Let's good. Let's stay on Timothy Hutton. Uh, oh, yeah, he was in The Good Shepherd. Well, you forget a lot. Turk 182, that didn't do so well. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah I didn't like that movie. Beautiful Girls was a good one. That was a, that was a good movie. He won for Ordinary People, though, right? Uh-huh. He was in Kinsey. I forgot that as well. Yeah, how about that? It was a Liam Neeson movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Liam Neeson plays Dr. Kinsey over in Indiana. Right. The, All right, so what are we talking about? Uh-huh. And then uh, we moved to 1991. I remember the long hostage crises going on in Lebanon. This is the date that Terry Anderson is released. He spent seven years in captivity as a hostage in Beirut, and he's the last and longest held of the American hostages in Lebanon. That doesn't sound so bad. Seven years? Right. Yeah, okay. Remember, remember a Life of Brian? You'd probably get off with crucifixion, first offense. <laughs> first offense. <laughs> Let's think oh, the sun man. blows out your ass. You gotta, you gotta admit though, especially now, for that like, was funny. Your, uh, you, you know, like your cousin uh, John, who uh, was born and grew up in Beirut. You know that that place became such a. Well, it was a nice place before. Beautiful seventy four. Oh, just People loved it. Beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and and then that it would. My be, relatives are from there. Yeah, yeah. So, you got a lot of relatives from Beirut. I they, had did they I all make there still are. I oh don't know. man. See, that's horrible. God. What a shame. 1991, this is the date that after 64 years in operation, Pan Am. God, has it been that long? Ceased Jesus to Christ. exist. It has been that long. How and about that? I have a problem with it. Creative destruction, right? Joseph Schumpeter. So I did I took one Pan Am flight 
don't and it was it was that. before maybe. this date in 1991, flying over to England. Yeah, maybe you know? I did too. I flew out of Chicago, and I remember the the plane had a name like a Clipper of the Baltic or oh, something pfft. like that. Yes. Yeah. The Icarus. Yeah. That's not. I don't think. No, that would not be no, a good name for a plane. It. Yeah, they wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want the plane yeah. melting. <laughs> but yeah, and it, you know, but it's Pan Am. It still had that panache to it. You know. Yeah. Well. I, I don't have to have Braniff, all those guys going belly up. TWA. I flew Braniff once to Vegas. Who cares? That's hey, it's good. Because why? Because the little guys beat the shit out of them. Southwest. Southwest hammered them. Yeah. Hammered those carriers. These young, so I'd like to try one of those real cheapo ones in Europe they have, you know. You Ryanair? Might, you might not even get a seat. Like, a, like Ryanair? I don't know what it is. No, Ryanair is one of them. That's that Irish one? Uh, there's ones they advertise rates from like you can fly from London to, say, uh, Munich for like. 30 pounds right something like but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they hit you with the uh, like spirit or whatever oh totally they hit you with the totally. oh you oh you wanted a seat uh, that's yeah, right it. what you mean you want to be in the plane <laughs> huh well, oh you, 50 bucks oh you got bags yeah see the bags is where they get you that that's see that's allegiant like that shit. allegiant does that because they charge you more to carry it on than to check it oh they might here's the thing bring nothing with you well, that's yeah, the only I way guess. to get bring nothing i know that's about it just absolutely. Are you gonna wear nothing. a shirt? Nah, there's a Ten shirt bucks. fee. Right. Let me see what you got underneath. The that. whole thing is like a Marx Brothers routine. Yeah, that'd be funny. But you ever see that was actually one where they did in Carol Burnett, where they had the guy, the one guy. Well, there's was, a fee for. I think everybody. it was uh, the, the handsome guy, Lyle Wagner, was in first class, and Tim Conway, or no, it was Harvey Corman was in first class. Like Tim Conway was in coach. <laughs> It's like, we're, we're about to land, you know, and they, relax if you're in first class. If you're in coach, there are two holes in front of you. Put your feet through them and start running. <laughs> By the way, there was a uh, the uh, there was a Carol Burnett special on over the weekend. Oh, I don't I know if you it. caught. Yeah, I, I love that show. Yeah. All right. That was when a variety show was. Funny. What's a variety yeah, show? You, you know, they put great. on Broadway style stuff almost yeah, every week. Uh, all right. Who died as we wrap things up today? Armand, I got about five. Well, Cyrus the Great. Cyrus the Great. Five thirty B.C.E. I mean, you can't you can't this guy. His, his uh, empire was the biggest of all time up to that point. Probably bigger than Rome. He, How far did he stretch? Shit, almost to India, I guess. He took over Lydia. Did we get India to the Atlantic? Almost. Not the Atlantic, but to the, uh, well, certainly to the Mediterranean. The, to the Med, yeah. Uh, Medea, Lydia, Neo-Babylon. He conquered everything, this dude. His grandson was Xerxes. He wasn't quite as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the guy had the first postal service. I don't know about that. I'm not for post offices. Uh, 26 satraps. Uh, and this guy was, you know, this guy was pretty good. He was, uh, Alexander kind of learned from him. You know, when he conquered people, he let them have their own religion, you know, didn't chop off everybody's heads, was more or less a benevolent dictator. So hmm. that's why, you know, that he reruled for like 30 years. What did he conquer for? The, he for need, the hell of it. The natural resources? Yeah, what did he need? Well, women, man. Uh, Are you well, kidding? Okay. You ever see The Handmaid's Tale that's out? Uh, no. It's out now? Yeah, you should watch it. Because that, that's that's what trade becomes. Because you can't. I haven't seen that. They either. can't have kids anymore. Uh, Elizabeth Moss uh, from. Uh, See, I check every day because I got that movie pass. Yeah. I go. I go no, it's a, it's a show. On, it's a Hulu. Like, oh, uh, well, no wonder. Yeah, you, you should watch it. But that's what they barter with. Well, makes sense. There's only so many women who can still are, are who are still fertile. <laughs> I don't want anybody fertile. So that makes oh, them a, that makes them tradable commodities. How would that? No, it's pretty intense, Armand. Oh, I'm telling you. Big jugs. All right, oh, the, the only non-Jew in the Bible to be called Messiah. Who? Cyrus the Great. Oh, oh Cyrus. Okay. Wow. Good. There you go. All right. That's a good one. Speaking of religion, uh, Cardinal Richelieu. Armand Jean de Plessis. You didn't know that. That's I did name. not know that. Armand? Yeah. Jean? Right? All guys named Armand. Le Plessis. Studs. Yeah, du Plessis. Du Plessis. Yeah, 18th, uh, Louis the uh, 13th minister. Uh, had a big, big into art and all kinds of things. Now, if you want to see him portrayed in movies, the Three Musketeers, of course, he's kind of the uh, the red eminence, right? Rouge, eminence rouge. Eminence rouge. As opposed to eminence gris, the gray eminence, which I mm-hmm. believe is Mazarin. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, he was portrayed by Charlton Heston in uh, Three Musketeers in 73 hey, and dude, the Four Musketeers. Dude had a battleship name for him. Oh, How yeah, many cardinals have a battleship name for him? This guy. Yeah. Well, there a, he, what kind of a warrior, too, you know? Yeah, Fought well, at La Rochelle. Uh, he was also uh, portrayed by Vincent Price in the 1948 Three Musketeers. Hmm. 
So, yeah, he's uh, quite a character, nope. and he's obviously in the novel. Yep, the chief minister to the French monarch. And right. Of course, he died in 1642. Lived uh, not that long a life. No, but, but enough uh, to centralize power. You know, before this guy came along, and Louis Thirteenth to a certain degree, you know, France was just a bunch of feudal states, yeah. and they all had their own little, you know, uh, well, we got like Gascony and well, yeah, but they were all pretty much autonomous. Monaco, you know? and they're all little. Well, we we're talking fiefdoms. about them. Uh, Aquitaine, Provence, yeah, Brittany, Brittany Normandy, Normandy. Yeah, well, they were pretty much autonomous, mm-hmm. but he collectivized them, which I'm against. That, of course, I'm for local government. All politics is local, right? Was that Tip O'Neill? Hmm. Yeah, good question. I think that's. I, think no, I was just talking about the tipster the other day. Uh, Nineteen ninety-three. Frank Zappa passed away. Oh yeah, the guitarist producer. Don't eat the uh, yellow snow, right? <laughs> uh, Twenty eleven. Socrates passes away. Not the philosopher. Yeah, not the good one. But the great Brazilian footballer from the nineteen seventy Brazilian World Cup winning side. Tip O'Neill. All politics. All is politics local. is local. Yeah, that's yep. tip. And in 2015, a great character actor, Robert Loggia. Oh, here we go. You want me to imitate Robert Loggia? Absolutely. Here you go. You want me to believe that Omar was a stoolie because Sosa said so? You bought that line. <laughs> Let me tell you something about that greaseball cocksucker. <laughs> he a snake. You turn your back on him, he stick it in. Right? Is that Robert Loggia or what? Oh, what Frank a, Lopez. What a, what a great rendition of Scarface. <laughs> the little Lopezers. <laughs> what you do? Fix the umpire? Oh, man. Yeah, they blew him away, man. Oh. I'll give you $10 million. $10 million. Yeah, Manolo, shoot that piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit. Shit, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Best scene in a very good movie. Oh, full, full of great scenes. Yeah, full I'd much of, rather see him getting shot in the head than full of dancing stuff. on a big piano. Eh, that was a nice That's grandfatherly thing. Penny Marshall shit. Yeah, no, it was fun. Come on, <laughs> guy is dumb. Uh, he got a lot of commercial endorsements I like, oh, too. I like the guy. I like that as yeah. an actor. He, what else was he in that was real? Uh, God, I'm trying to think. I mean, the guy made a lot of movies. Well, yeah, he was available. You know, yeah, he, he's a character actor. You know, it's a it's a great way to be. Oh, he was uh, good in uh, what, what was it? He's in one of those gangster movies. Well, more than Scarface, he was an Italian. Uh, oh, Pritzi's Honor. Pritzi's Honor. That's right. it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Pritzi's Honor. There's right. a neat course. He was kind of a. Remember, uh, sort of a courtroom murder mystery, Jagged Edge. Yeah, yeah. I he was in that. that. Okay. He's he's an officer and a that gentleman. Was the Joe Westerhouse script mm-hmm. when he was making three million bucks for a treat. That's right. That's right. When he was red hot for a log line, the guy's getting a million bucks. Good grief, lucky bastard. Um, what else was he in here? The Garment Jungle. You remember that one, Armand? That's a fifties one. Interesting. That was made in the fifties. Mm-hmm. The Garment Jungle. No, I don't know that one. Independence Day, eh, who's in that? Not not, not good. Um, do, 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 do. Radon and Tabby. Oh, there you go. Wow. He's got a little part. Oh, was he? Radon, who Yasha? Moshe? Uh, Radon and Tabby? Had to be one of the Jews, right? Let's see here. He'd be a good hostage. Radon and Tabby. Shmuel? Where's, where's <laughs> come out with Jewish names. Robert Loggia. Huh? See, they don't give the name. Come on now. All right. Well, what I mean? No, we, we got to settle this. Well, I got some other deaths while you're puttering around uh, surfing. 1679. Thomas Hobbes. I don't know how you left, leave him out. Leviathan mm-hmm. should be read. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little heady for me. I, I I like John Locke better, but I have read some of this guy. Uh, you're wrong. What about him? Robert Loggia was. Would you say? Pretty's honor, right? No, no, no. That's correct. In yeah. raid on Antebi. Oh, I'm just, I'm just kidding around. I'm making help, up Jewish names. Help me with this because this is Yiddish name. I'm right. Sure, here we so go. Sure. Yigal. How do you spell it? Y i g a l. Yigal. I would say Yigal. Yigal. Yeah, I guess. Yigal Alon. A l l o n. That's good enough for me. All right. Yeah. Well, I said it. I'm just come up with Jewish names. Yeah, that's why. With Shemp. <laughs> well, that's not actually. That was just because her the mother apparently couldn't pronounce Sam, so she called him Shemple. Shem- yeah, <laughs> Shempower. All right, who else you or got dying today? Thomas Hobbes, of yeah, course. Okay. Now you know life is now. This is the ones they always screw up. All right, what's what's the quote? Life, life is but a 
No, no. Dream. Nasty, brutish, and short. Mm. No, it's actually a solitary, nasty, poor, brutish, and short. Uh, okay. So, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, big guy. The guy was into optics a lot. Actually wrote several books on it. Had the uh, crepuscular, crepuscular theory of light. Maybe, not bad. Uh, not a bad attempt, but wrong. Maybe he helped out Carl Zeiss some. Well, because no, they didn't know each other. But he did. Uh, apparently, uh, he did. Uh, um, well, I guess I don't think he ever met him, but I think they uh, they did uh, converse via mail or whatever mm. email, I guess, uh, with Rene Descartes. Mm. Uh, wow. Luigi Galvani. Who's like uh, the guy that uh, father of uh, animal electricity? This is a guy that said, "Hey, you know, I jab a uh, you know a dead frog with a you know, you know pass oh, I, right I send, I like send some currency through him, right? And, and, yeah, uh, and, he, and, he, and his muscles go like that. So I'll still get a guy uh, came to a pretty good. But the interesting thing about this guy is uh, apparently uh, Mary Shelley read his book oh, and said, "Hey, that's a good idea." Inspiration. Frankenstein got it. See, so there you go. 1976, Benjamin Britten. Not yeah. one of my favorite composers. Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra. Uh, apparently, uh, Benjamin Britten had kind of a young person's guide to his anatomy, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, he liked to swim and uh, kiss and, uh, you know, live a skinny dip and... Uh, well, he went to Penn State, huh? Sleep with uh, the boys. Yeah, the young persons. Although it was platonic. Yeah, oh, of course. That's what they imply. Now, all I have to say is the guy writes operas and he's English. Case closed. Uh, he also wrote uh, Peter Grimes' Rape of Lucretia. I assume mm-hmm. that's Luke Borgia. I don't know. I don't know who it was, but anyway. 1893, John Tyndall, who came up with the Tyndall effect, which is basically, we were talking about the Raman, effect, Raman scattering. Remember that? Raman yes. scattering, Rayleigh scattering, why the sky is blue. Yep, why the, the sky Tyndall is blue. The Tyndall effect is basically a colloid and it has the same kind of thing. So you run like, uh, that's why, you know, if you run a, a, a light through like milk and stuff, it turns blue or whatever because it's a colloid. Oh. So it looks, you know, the light's passing through yeah. this and hitting the particles in it. Yeah. And so okay. That's the Tyndall effect. Hmm. Also, radiant heat. Now, here's a guy that you you should know because you like his movies, at least one I can think of, 1987, Ruben Mamoulian. Ruben Mamoulian. Yes. He directed Blood and Sand, uh, Becky Sharp, which was the first three-strip Technicolor film huh. with Miriam Hopkins, and uh, also he did uh, the original Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with Frederick March. Wow. And Mark of Zorro, Tyrone Power. Which is a feature length. Yeah, well, but they it's all bl- are features. Yeah, it's black and white, though. Yeah, but you like that one, right? I did. It has probably one of the best sword fights of all time. Oh, it's great. When Rathbone and, uh, yeah. and Tyrone, uh, Power. Tyrone Power are right. going. Yeah, it's Choreographed by Fred Cavins. Yeah. Yeah, the kill shot's a good one too. Oh, it's be- I just watched it last night. It was on. It was on yeah, a kill shot. Classic movies. Uh, three. You said three real three strip technical. What does strip mean? Basically, are three cameras. They each have a filter. One's green. I think one's yellow. One's red. Or something oh, and like you that. combine three, right. them. That's called three strip technicolor. Got it. Got it. Before it was two and, strip. And, and which film was this? Becky Sharp, nineteen thirty-five. Okay. Which uh, apparently was a big flop. I I've never seen the whole thing. I like Miriam Hopkins. Yeah, color wasn't enough to save it, huh? Guess not. Now, he's got a couple of quotes I like. Improvisation is for the birds and the amateurs. <laughs> Remember that, you stupid actors. Just just read what say, I tell you. Say the line. Yeah, and don't, I'll, I'll do all the, yeah. Don't I'll, bump into the furniture. Right. Hit your, hit your mark and say your line, dummy. Uh, the most important critic is time. There you go. Yeah, so I, I 77 agree. years after he makes Mark of Zorro, we're still watching it and loving it. There you have it. And he's Armenian. Oh, well. Although he was born in Tbilisi, Georgia, of all places. Well, then he's Georgian. No. Ocho Man was born in Lebanon. He's not Lebanese. He had Lebanese citizenship. So what? That doesn't mean That means you're Lebanese. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. So what am I? You're Armenian, American. Where were you born? Granite City. Yeah, you're, well, you're... And what am I? Poor white trash? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Come here. I want to kiss you. <laughs> okay. Blue collar. Say that again. I'll, I'll stab you with this fucking knife. Salt of the earth. That's what you are, Armand. All right. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in today, December 4th. That is in the books. Don't forget, subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or any major podcast outlet. And, of course, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash This Day in History Podcast. For Armand Kachigan and producer Andrew Allen, I'm Tony Hubert. And don't forget, when December 5th rolls around, there'll be a show to tell you all about it right here 
at This Day in History on lineupmedia.fm. So long. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 